What time is it? It's Winning with Money time. Coming to you from Northern Virginia, just outside of Washington, D.C., at the headquarters of Fetterman Financial Solutions, welcome to Winning with Money. I'm Mike Fetterman, a Ramsey Solutions trained financial coach, and I'm the host of this podcast. Welcome. Although I get a lot of support from Dave Ramsey's team, I'm on my own with my business in financial coaching. My why is to help someone like you help yourself with your finances, whether it be getting out of debt, building wealth, buying a home, planning for retirement, or you're fending off creditors that are at your doorstep. These are among many of the other areas in your financial life that I can help you with. My goal as a coach and with this podcast is to provide you with simple, practical guidance and strategies to help you help yourself with your finances. You can learn more about me by visiting my website at FettermanFinancialSolutions.com. Okay, let's get on with the show here in episode three. Buckle up because I'm going to talk about the dark side of money and your finances. Today's topic is about financial scams. Yep, they're everywhere. It seems like every time we turn around, we hear about some ransomware attack, a phishing scam with email, or some major ID theft that has occurred. The purpose of this episode is to shed some light into that darkness about these scams that can inflict damage on your finances and on your identity. I want to provide some helpful tips today that can help you help yourself to avoid falling victim to financial scams. These scams aren't all inclusive that I'm going to share with you today, but these are the main ones and I'll provide key ways for you to protect yourself from these scams. So let's get into it. First, the bad news. And a reality check from the United States Federal Trade Commission, the FTC. There were 2.1 million fraud reports from consumers in 2020 alone. Consumers reported losing more than $3.3 billion to fraud in 2020. And that's up from $1.8 billion in 2019. Nearly $1.2 billion of losses reported last year were due to imposter scams. Online shopping scams came in at $246 million worth of losses. Over a third of consumers who reported a fraud incident lost money last year, and that's up from 23% in 2019. So I think it's fair to say that financial scams and fraud are here to stay and they're on the rise. There are many types of scams. The most popular ones originate online or from the telephone, especially during this time of COVID as we're spending most of our time at home. Imposter scams are the most prevalent type of scam where the scammer's goal is to rip you off of your money. Imposters can claim to be from law enforcement, government agencies like the IRS and the Social Security Administration and others. Be very suspicious of anyone contacting you out of the blue claiming to be a government official demanding that you divulge personal information or send them money. Medicare, Social Security, the IRS, or if they say you missed your jury duty commitment, any of those can be very, very suspicious. So what should you do about this? 
Ignore them. Hang up the phone. These organizations will not try to contact you over the phone. The only time the IRS will try to make contact with you will be through the mail if there is a suspected back taxes issue or some other discrepancy. Other scammers peddle sweepstakes and lottery prizes where they ask you to pay to unlock your supposed prize. Scammers will sometimes send you a check to deposit that's fake while the victim has the prize money removed once the check bounces. There are phony vacation rental scams now happening where they list attractive photos of properties stolen from legitimate websites such as Airbnb and VRBO. Beware of using less regulated websites for property rentals and purchases. Other imposter scams include people claiming to be your friends, family members, love interests, business representatives, and tech support workers. There's even scams out there now trying to sell you a pet online. Many scammers are now asking some of their victims to purchase gift cards for large sums at different stores to keep cashiers from questioning them. So, what should you do about these scams? The best thing to do with telephone scammers is to cut them off at the pass. If you have caller ID and you see a number you aren't familiar with, just don't answer it. If it's a friend, family member, or another legitimate caller who really wants to talk to you, they'll most likely leave a message for you to call them back. I would never call somebody back that I don't know. If you do answer it and you aren't familiar with the caller, you can be polite and say goodbye and hang up. Or in my case, I'm so disgusted with these scammers, I just hang up. Online shopping is the new rage, especially this past year. Fake shopping sites are popping up everywhere in the, on the internet, and scam artists have honed their craft to do whatever they can do to take over your bank or retirement accounts. So what should you do? Only use sites that you know that are legitimate to buy products and services, and always check the URL for subtle misspellings or punctuation, and that's a good sign of a bogus website. Also, verify that the site has HTTPS in front of it to make sure that it's secure. And even that can be illegitimate. Emails are another big way for scammers to get at your money and your identity. If you get an email from someone you're not familiar with and they ask you to click the link, what should you do? First, take a pause and hover your mouse over the sender's email address to see if it's real or fake. Fake addresses oftentimes have a bunch of letters that look like mumble jumbo in their address, or it may have an extra number, a misspelling, or some other unusual address. If it is fake, it's probably a phishing scam, so delete it. Don't even take a chance of allowing them to access your information. Credit cards versus debit cards. Credit cards offer you more protection from fraud than debit cards. If you get a charge on your card that's not valid, the most you'll be responsible for is $50 if you don't report it. If you do report it to your credit card company, most likely they'll waive the charge. Debit cards, on the other hand, could leave you paying all of the spending spree if you don't report it within 60 days. The biggest mistake people can make is thinking, they're immune from financial scams. 
So how can you be proactive against financial scammers? I have four ways. If you're not planning to buy a house, car, or other item using a loan, you can freeze your accounts with the three major credit bureaus. Equifax.com, Experian.com, and TransUnion.com. A security freeze prevents scammers from accessing your accounts. This process takes a little time because you need to gather your account numbers, but it provides you with peace of mind that only you have control of your accounts. If you decide you need to unlock the freeze on your accounts, this can also be done online at no charge and it's very safe to do. Number two, you can obtain a free credit report once a year directly from each of these credit bureaus or by calling 1-877-322-8228 or online at annualcreditreport.com. Annualcreditreport.com. Number three, even if you don't suspect any fraud or suspicious activity with your accounts, you can get a lot of helpful information at the Federal Trade Commission's website at www.ftc.gov. Number four, something I do on a regular basis at least three or four times a week is check my bank, investment, and credit card accounts, either directly logging into each account or by using personalcapital.com and or mint.com or everydollar.com where I previously entered my account information to see them all in one place to ensure that nothing unusual is going on that I'm not aware of. So, if you think you've been scammed, or you paid someone you don't know, or you gave a scammer your personal information, or if a scammer has access to your phone, you should immediately contact your credit or debit card company and tell them about the fraudulent charge or unauthorized debit or withdrawal. If you paid with a gift card, call the gift card company and ask for a refund. If you gave a scammer your social security number, go to identitytheft.gov. That's identitytheft.gov and see what steps you should take, including how to monitor your credit. If you sent money to a suspected scammer through a money app like Venmo or PayPal, contact that money app immediately to see if they can reverse the payment. If you sent cash, contact the U.S. Postal Inspection Service at 877-876-2455. That's 877-876-2455. And ask them to intercept the package. If the scammer has access to any of your user IDs and passwords for any of your financial accounts or email, change those logon IDs and passwords immediately. If the scammer has remote access to your computer, update your computer's security software, run a scan, and delete anything it identifies as a problem, and then change your user ID and password to access your computer. If a scammer has access to your cell or smartphone, contact your service provider immediately to take back control of your phone number. Finally, report any suspected scam to the Federal Trade Commission at www.reportfraud.ftc.gov. 
That's www.reportfraud.ftc.gov in order for them to build cases against these scammers, spot trends, educate the public, and for them to share data about what is happening in your community. To recap the key points, don't be afraid, be aware of the situation and take action. Be proactive by checking your accounts periodically for any unusual activity. If you suspect fraud in any of your accounts, contact all of your impacted financial institutions about the specific transactions in question. Freezing your accounts is a good sleep at night option if you're not planning to take out a loan in the near future. Report any attempted fraud at reportfraud.ftc.gov so they can track it and hopefully take them down. I shared a lot of information and strategies today to stay clear of fraud and scammers. I hope you found this information to be helpful. In my next episode, the topic will be, So You Want to Be a Millionaire? This is where I'll discuss how many people achieve wealth, how they live their lives, and how they share their wealth for the good things in life. Thanks for listening. And I wish you a great day. Mike's website and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, financial, legal, tax, or other professional advice. You should not act upon the content or information as specific advice for your specific situation without first consulting a financial advisor or other professional who provides these specific services. For a free financial coaching consultation with Mike to guide you in your financial situation, you can schedule your session with him by going to his website at FettermanFinancialSolutions.com and clicking on the Schedule an Appointment tab on the menu to find an opening on his calendar, and he'll confirm it with you. Thank you.